Welcome to the voice of 5G. The voice of 5G, your of 5G. your guide in the 5G jungle. The 5G world. In the 5G universe, as we're talking about different planets. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Here if we you, are. If you're listening to on us on Earth, <laughs> if we're listening to us from Mars or other parts of the cosmos, please send us a mail on. 5G podcast, one word, at ericsson.com. We're there for you. Wherever there is. <laughs> so... Where are we today? Yes, where are we today? We're here in Ericsson headquarters in Kista outside Stockholm in our little podcast studio. And today we have an exciting guest. So um, And we're we... going to talk 5G business. Yes. Well, actually, the potential of the 5G business. Uh, we uh, Ericsson has just uh, launched this report uh, and uh, we have invited... Martin Ekstrand to come and talk to us about this. And it's some interesting facts where they are. They've been working with this uh, management consultancy for a number of years. And they have been looking at uh, these uh, different use cases from 10 industries uh, and, and group them into nine uh, clusters and uh, then uh, analyze them and uh, made... Uh, like <coughs> fa- found, I made a forecast. Yeah, found where, 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 where is the money? Where is the money in this business? Yeah, so. where where could you invest and and um, and make some spondulits? Yeah. So for anyone out there who's wondering, what can really five G bring when it comes to money for, especially for service providers, but not only, not only for service providers or as we call mm. them also operators, but there is also for, for other parts of, of uh, yeah, but, the but business just to, landscape. Uh, maybe I should put it in context. Mm? The reports the reports talks about industrial uh, digitalization and all the things that are going on there, and the role that 5G will play in that, uh, in supporting this value infrastructure. Where, where is it that, that uh, 5G can contribute to, to creating value? Where, is it, where are the use cases which you can only do when, you, when you're using 5G? Yeah, especially that was super interesting. That this report only focuses on 5G, not other connectivity, like what you can, uh, like what businesses like, uh, but, other ways of connecting, but what can 5G in particular bring? Yeah, but mm-hmm. it is potential. It, it is, is potential. It's addressable market. So yes. some of those, some of that value, you know, particularly is cases that could maybe be addressed by a different way, or it could be addressed by other players apart from operators. But more on that later. Yes. Let's not let's not give away <laughs> the complete plot before we talk to Martin. Exactly. So let's start off with some. What's been in the news? Yes. Let's have a look at the news that's uh, happening happened over the last. Uh, over the last week, yeah. Okay, let's think. Then we often talk about devices. Yeah. And uh, you know, I that's my special interest. <laughs> uh, that's Janina's special interest. Is she's still not got a five G handset. So if I you, do. So if you've got one to spare, then, then just uh, just uh, send, send it, it in our a way. in an unmarked envelope, my way. <laughs> no, 
sorry. Janina, Janina did it her way. Uh, no, in the, in the press this week, at least yeah. this week, uh, were Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that Google now, it's been kind of leaked that they're working on a 5G version oh, yeah. of their Pixel 4 handset. Um, okay. And uh, I think they're talking about maybe that, that coming out in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that, that will be an interesting piece to watch out for. So the uh, Google there's, there's handset. Of, there's actually lots of handsets in the pipeline for 5G. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Very interesting, but I assume that that will use the next generation of chipsets that are coming out soon mm-hmm. um, which are the ones which will be SA capable so standalone capable uh, and also support things like spectrum sharing cool which we've talked about before yeah that is uh, coming to a mobile phone near you soon yep um, then uh, in uh, back in Blighty Storbritannia uh, Great Britain mm-hmm. and the United Kingdom uh, the the old home country for Paul. <laughs> uh, fly the flag. Yeah. Um, uh, British Telecom, BT. Yeah. I think they're called BT now, not British Telecom, but BT. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they're supposed to be launching tomorrow, a mm. 5G service. Cool. Uh, Another one. But as Janina pointed out, EE is, is kind of uh, part of BT or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll actually use the infra- some of the infrastructure that's already there. So, uh, so it's just so another it's, so it's a kind of it sounds mm-hmm. sounds like an MVNO type thing using mm-hmm. the existing infrastructure. Uh, but if you're a BT subscriber, then get on down to the shop and say, "Give me a handset." Cool. Cool. Already uh, this week. And that's week. Uh, twenty cities in the in the UK. Uh, yeah. Going five G with with BT. So mm-hmm. that's, that's cool. So the um, only uh, or. The only big operator in in uh, the UK, not Goliath, is O2, right? Um, I haven't seen any <coughs> O2, but they, we ha- we're happy if O2 rings up and says what they're doing. Yes, please do. Or, or mail us. <laughs> yeah, or if uh, you're an O2 subscriber and you know you have 5G, just even, give us a ping. Even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think BT might struggle to compete with, the, with our next piece of news, mm-hmm. which is China. Ah, yes. Uh, we talked before about China. China's going to have 100,000 base stations all lined up to go live sometime around the end of this year, mm-hmm. December, maybe be- maybe beginning of next year. Uh, so big rollout, yeah? 100,000. We talked earlier about 90,000. last number I heard was 100,000 base stations with amongst the three main operators, China, China Mobile, China Telecom, China Unicom. Um, and we heard this week that they've now opened pre-orders for <laughs> your 5G uh, services so basically so people can sign up sign up for your phone mm-hmm. they, they open pre-orders or pre-ordering sometime around the end of September and we're now here on the beginning uh, of October uh, well a couple of weeks into October yeah, almost 10th of October right uh, and apparently they already have 10 million Ooh. pre-orders 10 million <laughs> pre-orders <coughs> it's a big country but wow yeah so uh, so that's a lot of phones um, and that's a lot of uh, mobile network subscribers that are going to be doing their speed tests mm, cool. on the day that it opens. So mm. we'll see how the network stands up to 10 million people going, oh, I wonder how fast my phone is. <laughs> that's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually interesting because I think the traffic profile that you get from somebody testing your phone to say, I wonder how fast my phone is, is nothing like the profile that you get when people actually use it. So it's 
challenge. Uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, just another little snippet. I saw a, pre- a press article or a from Australia, mm-hmm. or where uh, some someone has come uh, out and said that um, one of the side effects of five G is that it will make four G better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I can, um, I can believe that. Yeah. Um, and uh, because yeah. it takes some load of four G, right? I mean. Yeah, so it, it it depends a little bit, I think, on how you implement your five G. Mm-hmm. But basically, if I've if I've got a five four G network and mm-hmm. I've got say a hundred subscribers using this cell, and they're and they're sharing the capacity of the four G cell, if I can move some of those subscribers into five G, mm-hmm. then the four G people, there are less of them to use that spectrum. Now, if I'm using spectrum sharing then the 5G users are using some of that spectrum as well. But if they're only using it for uplink data and, and signaling and not using it for downlink data, then that spectrum is actually gives, gives you more resources to serve the 4G users uh, for, for their download. Yeah. So, so it can actually deliver better service for 4G users uh, because the 5G users are using some of the spectrum somewhere else. So another thing to look forward to with 5G, <laughs> even if you're not the 5Gs. If you're not 5G. <laughs> uh, but but the, the counter to that, of course, is, is that people in general are using more and more data all the time. Yeah. So that, that means in general, the, you know, as a, a network needs to evolve and improve yeah. just to continue to make the same level of service. So if you're using a 4G service, and, you know, if you don't make any investments in it, then then the level of service is actually likely to degrade because yeah. you, because the amount of traffic that you and I use goes up all the time. Yeah, that pipe is just so big. Yeah, and that's all these people putting sponsored adverts in your Twitter feed, <laughs> sponsored videos in your Twitter feed, and things. That Are those the ones? They're the ones. <laughs> so it's all the and uh, or cat videos and whatever. <laughs> How many? Um, I almost uh, spat coffee all over you now, Paul. <laughs> yes. It's the cat video people. Yeah, those are to blame. We're only developing 5G <laughs> to be able to, to, to stream cat stream, videos, stream cat videos yes. in better resolution. <laughs> Good to know. That's the 5G news for this week. We also have some uh, upcoming events uh, that we hope that we will uh, capture here on the podcast. So, Well, actually... On the podcast, but not here. No. Well, almost here. Almost here. So there is going to be an Indian... Indian Mobile Congress. Okay. Mobile Congress. Is that the name? Indian... Indian Mobile... India. India Mobile Congress. Yeah. So no world in it. No world, because it's India. Okay. It's a world in itself. Yeah. Uh, That's that's taking place in Delhi, or New Delhi, next week. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be there. Yes, Ooh. Paul is going to be there. So we'll try um, the recorded podcast from there. But if that doesn't work, we will uh, cover it afterwards. Uh, and then uh, the week just after, it's going to be Mobile World Congress. Americas. Yes, in uh, in Los Angeles. And there we also hope to get uh, reports from. We'll find some roving me. reporters there. No, not not you and me, Paul, but someone else. Ah, we'll then uh, that will yes. keep that Mystery secret. guests. So, uh, but let's uh, welcome uh, Martin Ekstrand to the studio.
Welcome to the podcast, Marketing Thank you. X Town. Thank you. <laughs> you are Strategic Marketing Manager for Digital Services That's here true. at Ericsson. Yes. And you're here today to talk us through this new report that you just launched. That's true, exactly. What is this? Well, this is a third iteration of a report that we first came out with in 2017. We refer to it as the Business Potential Report. It was uh, uh, first out at that time uh, with a study across 10 different industries that looked into the potential revenues that could be mm -hmm. made for uh, for communication and service providers um, in the business-to-business -business arena. And that was launched actually before 5G was a reality, the first one. Yeah, we had 5G on paper, if you will, but but we uh, that's absolutely true. 5G deployment started pretty soon thereafter. Now we see a massive uh, uptake uh, in Korea. We, we speak of subscribers in the millions. So that's it's an impressive um, it's an impressive evolution uh, in the past two years, actually. And yeah, and, and I'm going to jump in here and say communication service providers. That's what most people would call their mobile operator. Yes. Right. Yeah. We absolutely. Still, we try and, we absolutely. Try and keep them yeah. 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 Uh, Jargon speak. <laughs> Jargon. <laughs> Now 5G has started. Yes. It's really starting to take off. Mm. And you got now an update of the report. That's true. Is it like you've, you've managed to see these things ev uh, evolving? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we, we, um, uh, we as, as, as uh, pretty much everyone else in the industry, has come to learn a lot more since the first time we came up with this study. Um, I mentioned 2017 and 2018. Last year we did, uh, 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 an addition to the model, we, we looked into use case clusters. Uh, now in this time, in 2019, we've kept the model intact. We just made a few um, slight tunings and additions to them, uh, looking at, for instance, investment timeline in relation to private networks across different use cases. But uh, in essence, it's it's, a, it's a, an intact model. But what we did do now is that we looked into the data sets. So we refreshed these. We looked at uh, all uh, you know relevant available research. Um, and we, uh, uh, you know, really gained insights on on what the trends, uh, trending barriers, and the trending and uh, driving forces behind different industries in the study are. Um, as we we we've gained to know more, as you said, five G is really deploying now. Uh, so so part of the learnings is is through these deployments. Uh, however, when we look at the B two B arena, with the B market, the potential that could be addressed when 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 serving industries. Uh, mm -hmm. In a 5G uh, context, um, we expect uh, the uptake to, to come. You know, after when the consumers have been served, uh, so over time, this will pick up to to a pretty massive and and uh, impressive uh, volume. Yeah, I think uh, for the earlier versions of of this report, uh, the. It was a little bit of like, oh, is it this much money in these industries? Uh, have you got that feedback as well? And and how? Yeah, how I think I think it might sometimes been understood as a forecast of sales for the uh, for the uh, uh, operators for the communication service providers, but but uh, that's not what it has been. It's been mm -hmm. a, a, a an outlook, an indication of what the potential addressable market could be like, mm -hmm. and that's a pretty important distinction. Um, so so provided uh, you know there would be a perfect world that that full value could be realized. Yes, but it comes more to trying to identify what segments, what industries what use case clusters to target for for the operators um, mm. so that they could, uh, uh, if not surgical, at least very focusedly uh, take an approach and, and, and go to go to 
try to compete and to go after winning business in, in a certain uh, intersection uh, between clusters and between industries. But, but just to be clear, the, the, the value that you're talking about, that, it, that is a kind of a forecast or a projection of, of value that's It there. is indeed, absolutely. Uh, it's an addressable market, so it could be a mobile operator who organises themselves and sets up to, to go and address that, that business. But it could be some other player as well. Exactly, so it, that's, that's absolutely no, so true. But, but 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 true in a sense, yes. Uh, but but then again, when we speak of this, the way the study went about this really took a top-down approach on what are all the potential revenues that could be uh, won for among um, all ICT players. And when we speak of the of of of, um, of um, uh, internet service providers, the, the 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 giants that we see today in the business as well as the telecommunication uh, mobile operators. Um, and that billion is, is, a, is, is, a, is a large number. And from that one, uh, we looked at, okay, how much of these potential revenues of this addressable market can be enabled by 5G? And that would mean, you know, how much of this is really built up of use cases that are either um, uh, significantly enhanced in terms of value, materialized, or at all created, uh, made possible through the, the introduction of 5G as a technology. And that's a subsection of all that, that uh, number. And going from that one, if we looked at that number, the 5G enabled value, uh, um, almost half of that can be addressed by service providers, uh, but not all, almost half. Mm. Uh, and that's still a heavy, heavy you know, uh, um, uh, potential addressable market. Mm. Yep. Really important. And, and in For a market that you also state that it's uh, rather stagnant. Or Not this one. The market for for the B two B case for for uh, for the industrialization uh, digitalization of industries is is uh, uh, is as opposed to the currently available services provided by mobile operators not stagnant but but it's absolutely true we see a real challenge uh, in the currently the scope of currently defined services uh, shows a, a growth as we indicate in the report uh, of uh, on a global basis obviously there are differences on a global basis of 0.75 percent over a 10-year period going forward uh, and in comparison if we look at the, the growth of the total volume i mentioned or the total uh, industry digitalization revenues for available for all ICT players, that's growing by 12 percent with mm -hmm. the cumulative average growth rate of this period. So it's a, it's a significant disruption, and that's really a challenge for the mobile operators. Yeah, we and we we talk a lot about this uh, that 5G will sort of change the world mm. with uh, with the IoT or or and we don't we still probably still haven't seen the like the killer app for 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 5G or the what, whatever is going to be uh, coming yeah. but but we are of course very <laughs> very interested in to see the future and i guess this report can indicate things what will start off or where the 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 first investments can go yeah, absolutely. It, it's 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 not a roadmap or a, or a clear clear path per se. We do we do have that uh, available for for discussions with with our customers, with the mobile operators. But but it it does show that that uh, we have a, a framework for this. Uh, what it shows is that there are there there are differences on the driver and barriers across these ten industries, um, and the opportunity is significant going forward. Mm. And uh, and it's it shows that. Um, <coughs> In order to, 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 to really capture growth, there's a need to, to take, take a serious approach on how and where to target certain segments in the industry digitalization market. So, so our recommendation is to take a close look at how to, how to go about to really win a certain uh, parts of that uh, market. And, 
Um, uh, we have means for that. We have we have a tool here, and we think we, we have an approach with with uh, where you could le lever uh, the investments. Uh, uh, that you made already and, and uh, say that you develop a competence in a certain area and, and that could be said to be a cluster of use cases. So you may zoom in on enhanced video services, for instance, mm -hmm. being the, the largest uh, use case cluster. And if you do that as an operator, you can serve several industries, not all, but mm. several industries. Yeah. You can, you can um, uh, really get, um, uh, it's like a gearbox, you can get a smart uh, leverage out of your investment and, and your competence pool. Yeah, and I noticed there, for instance, that you have one of those uh, use cases is, of course, connected vehicle. Yes. And one think that, okay, that is, of course, interested for the auto industry, mm. uh, the automotive industry. Mm. But I realize as well that, yeah, but a connected vehicle can also be quite important for healthcare, for instance, for connected ambulances that we have talked about like, before. Like the one that we were in <laughs> only a couple of months ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And of mm -hmm. course, public safety and public transport and other things as well. So it's like across mm. these use cases can be across uh, different industry sectors. I, I think it's an, it, it's an interesting like. aspect of the report because, it, I mean, the report, mm -hmm. as I understand it, is written really with the audience that we hope will read it is, right. is the service providers, Absolutely. the operators. Yeah. Uh, but because it talks about the use of 5G in different industries, I think even if you're working in these in industries, it gives interesting insights into where, you know, what types of uh, connectivity services or, or other services from from mobile operators can be relevant for you in your industry in in the years ahead. So I, yeah, think, so it, so I think it works. Yeah, I ways. think you're absolutely yeah. right. We, we 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 absolutely take a stance and try to serve our customers, the mobile operators, a lot. We 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 explain some detail in the report on on the uh, pros and cons of adopting different roles for them. Mm -hmm. But but there are absolutely we believe interests for other. Uh, uh, others such as um, the industries themselves uh, to, to, to take part and, 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 and read on the material here in the report uh, to, to, uh, to so that it can serve as one way of helping creating bridges and, and uh, means of, of, of creating a dialogue between the operators and, and the industries. Uh, we also uh, hope that this is a report that could help uh, uh, others such as investors um, or uh, uh, other uh, other uh, players making analysis, so so we create more of collective awareness and learnings on this as we as we move forward. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, for example, the industries that you have uh, um, studied yes. in this report: mm. uh, agriculture, mm. automotive, yes. energy and utilities, financial services, healthcare, manufacturing, media and entertainment public safety and public transport and retail, those industries might also be interested in uh, seeing what kind of use cases 5G can bring uh, to there. Yeah, we, we, uh, hope, we hope so. We hope that is. this is, we, we think that, that, uh, that there, need, uh, uh, um, there need to be more discussions. We need to, we, we think that um, the mobile operators, um, business development functions, uh, or, 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 or even the whole divisions that, that focus in on business or enterprise services um, could benefit from taking the lens of, 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 of the tool that we're supposing we're, we're suggesting to take the lens of use case clusters as, as a key mean to, to move forward on this um, and uh, identify with, with what industries to, to have more of a focused discussion um, to see where, where there could be uh, mutual uh, um, areas really to, to probe into. 
because it's not an easy easy route to take. The, these are new markets for a majority of our customers. It's it's mm -hmm. different to to um, uh, providing uh, uh, share connectivity uh, or share uh, um, broadband services yeah, as the they're currently normal, defined. Yeah, exactly. The normal smartphone um, user connectivity absolutely. that we're thinking of when we talk about 5G for the first. That, that said, yeah. and also in relation to what I mentioned of different roles for our customers, the, the role that most mobile operators have today is that of connectivity provider, uh, yeah. providing these services that we, we know today. And um, um, that's a key role. It, it's it's uh, it's uh, it adds significant value. The the the, uh, the telecom uh, revenue pool at present is the very largest one uh, in 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 the uh, in, in the whole arena. So mm. so mo moving forward, it's 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 key to the recognize that the most probable roles many of the mobile operators will take will be to 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 apply 5G and evolve these services in in, in relation to. To, uh, to the industry digitalization as well, uh, providing connectivity services for, for industries um, uh, or uh, providing connectivity services for, for different use case clusters serving a set of industries. Um, that said, we think that there's also um, uh, um, room to, to grow and, and capture more of the potential uh, of the addressable market, uh, particularly if expanding into the role of uh, service enabler. Where, where there's a, a slight climbing in the value chain uh, and there's certain more distinctions to things uh, here. But uh, that's really uh, also that uh, a large part of that market can be addressed by, by operators. Um, it, it takes effort, it takes a lot of focus, uh, it takes some, some deliberate investments and, and careful planning, but, but we think that that's absolutely true uh, to, to um, uh, potential to go after. If we look at the, more, uh, the most ambitious role, the service creator role, it's it's uh, it's it adds ad additional uh, market that you could target and potentially win, uh, but it also uh, increases the the marginal cost and, and the marginal effort of going of, of reaching that. Uh, some some uh, operators are all pretty much already there. They're they're very really advanced. Others have focused more uh, uh, to on the connectivity side. Uh, yet others have, uh, uh, to date at least, uh, or very, very clearly said that the, the main focus is on consumer services. But, but uh, our, our basic message is that um, uh, if, if, if there's a, an ambition to capture growth, it's essential to take a very, very close look at, uh, at the industry digitalization and the B2B arena. Mm. But, but within that B2B arena, presumably <coughs> an operator can take different roles mm -hmm. in, in different industries, in different segments, Absolutely. or, or yeah. with different services. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can be just providing connectivity services into certain segments and then, and then focus in That's absolutely true, exactly. What are your competencies, yeah. uh, what are the capabilities, what's the opportunity, I, you know, I'm going to go after, the, after that segment. Exactly, and it depends on what what uh, what uh, what what, uh, um, what value network you may be in, and what the ecosystems are in, the, in your markets. But um, say say you focus in on a, on a certain use case clusters, serving maybe a handful of, of significant use cases across uh, say uh, three or so industries, you may take on an ambitious role, uh, serving a couple of these use cases to a certain industry, and, and more of a connectivity role. Uh, serving a few a, a set of other use cases for for the very same cluster, so so that's absolutely true. Um, we have in our matrix that the maps out these uh, uh, intersections uh, uh, that we suggest on how to navigate through using the report as as we try to put it as a compass. Um, the uh, the coloring in that indicates the the size of the of the uh, of that uh, of that intersection. The, 
how large the value pool is. Now, the potential revenue or the size of the addressable market for that section, intersection, is just one key parameter to look into. The share size does not necessarily mean that uh, the, it, it, it carries with it the probability of, of, of increasing your business the most exactly in that. There are several other things to consider. So mm. it's um, uh, navigating this landscape as we formulated is something that we really think is uh, is uh, something we yeah. hope the report can help. It's, it's, the, it's the usual thing that operators or you know, people going after a new market, they have, have to come to play to their strengths. Yeah, um, and, and we formulate yeah. data on yeah, that here. So exactly, about yeah, yeah. What's yeah. My chances of actually We think this that, that 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 um, that there's a need to balance strengths uh, with with the market uh, outlook uh, in in a certain um, um, intersection of the matrix that we have, and also with with the with the barriers and the competition. So, uh, as always, when entering a new market, you need to be very mindful of of the mechanisms that it takes to really uh, be successful and establish yourself and, and come to a good position. Mm. And do you see this happening now already in certain markets? And which, <laughs> of course? Uh, well, we do. We do see customers yeah. that have an uh, explicit focus on, on certain uh, industries. Uh, industries and, yeah. uh, we, Is it certain countries or certain parts of the world? Yeah, we, 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 we're not too sure what, what, what they want to be open with at this stage, but mm -hmm. we see, see, uh, uh, see, see uh, the majority maybe of the op mobile operators having uh, a, a deliberate effort of shaping their thoughts and shaping their strategies in this mm -hmm. field. Um, uh, where, uh, whereas the, there, are, there, are, there are some that are in fact have zoomed in on certain industries uh, that are evolving their um, uh, enterprise offering so that they uh, are approaching certain industries. Um, <clears throat> we see uh, 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 in terms of 5G being rolled out and, and the main markets for industry digitalization, uh, potential revenues to be targeted by service providers. We do see Northeast Asia, North America and Europe as the main, uh, you know, the largest markets. And maybe that comes without, without saying in the sense that, that that's where we see GDP growth, that's where we see the uh, the majority of investments being pulled in, in say the manufacturing industry, for instance, um, uh, the the uh, all other regions play a very significant part, but but these are the dominant uh, geographies really, uh, and and each of them there are different uh, mechanisms. We do see the rollout of China being dependent on on other mechanisms than the the market. Uh, 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 more market-driven mechanisms in, in North America, mm -hmm. and we see Europe struggling with, with a whole different set of challenges. So, so there, um, uh, there will be differences on how different mobile operators in these different uh, geographies will, uh, will approach uh, the potential market of uh, B2B and mm -hmm. industry digitization. But for sure, certain, uh, if we read the report, this will be coming. Uh, in the near future, more yes, exactly. More the ti timing is is critical. You could argue, well, we have this study here that looks in a ten year perspective. It, 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 we speak of it as a compass to indicate and try to be one one tool, one mean to 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 act as a catalyst for for discussion and really help. But what we the the, the message is that we believe that it's it's critical to 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 take uh, an approach and try to target certain parts of this industry digitalization B2B market to capture part of the growth. Um, and and, and um, we think that it's really critical to not wait too long, but start now. It's the time is now. Because 
uh, if we look at the, the, the pace here, obviously it's taking off from small numbers. Um, uh, and and uh, but but then it's accelerating. The initial period will see uh, the the majority of the growth taking place, and all the um, market positions will uh, or market positioning will happen uh, in the next five to seven years. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's why we we were clear that we our view is that it's key to start in 4G and then excel in 5G. It's key to really uh, invest in solutions. Uh, roll up uh, the sleeves and, and, and start to explore uh, and, and begin to build revenues and begin, begin to build learnings in, 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 uh, in, in, in making industries uh, you know, a profitable business. Um, one way of doing that is to, to really uh, uh, invest in, in, in uh, systems such as print private networks. We think that's a key mean to go forward. Mm. Um, and uh, from Ericsson's side, we, we have portfolios that obviously support us. So we think that's really a key key route to take. So starting now is key in order to, to establish a position so that uh, uh, you don't lose out on the growth that's really coming in the middle of the period, because then it might be. Uh, yeah. And so late. even countries that haven't had their share of the 5G spectrum yet or something like that, uh, even them, those countries can benefit from from or their operators can benefit from uh, from choosing a route in this compass. Absolutely, I, I think I think uh, speaking with uh, with industries, uh, assessing where where the uh, uh, that the mobile mobile option should should would be good of in assessing where its strengths are now, and start approaching and discussing with uh, in sort of a business development with the industries that 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 they see that. Once 5G come out uh, and, and it's being rolled out and deployed also in, in their market, um, what benefit would the industry see from using mm. it? And where would they like to start? And what sort of collaborations would they like to see? Mm. Uh, we think it's absolutely critical to, to not stay passive unless there is a deliberate choice early on to have a consumer focus alone. But, but um, this is really a path to, to capture growth yeah. that we believe strongly. And uh, to go back a little bit, uh, of course, this is... Uh, not just Ericsson that's been working on this. You worked uh, with a partner, the international management consultancy, Arthur D. Little. Uh, and uh, you've been working with that company ever since uh, the first version of this. That's so true. They, we, they we, we, we relied on them. Yeah. We relied on Arthur D. Little and they've done excellent work uh, working with us. Their research is and their aggregation of existing research, their own research into this has been instrumental to to help us, uh, you know, shape these uh, these insights, mm -hmm. um, and um, and uh, we we uh, we also work with them on a continuous basis to to as we see this is uh, an important cooperation uh, area of ours with them. Um, we are supporting our different uh, geographical geographical markets with uh, more of tailored assets here. So, um, um, for instance, we we work with our colleagues in North America. Um, to uh, have you know, the best uh, discussion that we could uh, facilitate possible to um, with um, with with our most important customers mm. there. Yeah, uh, you will also have a webinar for people who are even more interested in deep diving into this report. And I guess you can also ask questions then if you join the live webinar. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll post links both 
to download the report and mm. join the webinar in our show notes. Yeah, that would be uh, that, that's appreciated, and and and, uh, and we hope it will be a good webinar. We really look forward to to having it. Will be myself and uh, my colleague Timeology from our uh, uh, business area of uh, new businesses and technology. We will also have. Uh, uh, Andreas from our networks representing uh, the interest of private networks and conveying real cases where we know that we've uh, we learned and we can improve the value of uh, on learnings on deploying uh, private network solutions for for gaining a momentum mm. to the future. Mm. So yeah. if you want to hear more about this and from Martin, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> which day is it? It's on October 29th. October 29th. Yeah. So. Uh, make sure you sign up for that one. Yeah. Uh, I guess now you've done several versions of this one. And can we expect another update coming in <laughs> of this uh, report <laughs> yeah, in the future? Absolutely. We hope that we hope that uh, uh, there's interest here and that we can uh, uh, motivate a continued focus from our side uh, on this as a study that, that really looks very much uh, into what... Um, uh, the drivers and barriers and, and the uh, indica- key indicators show uh, in, in, in gaining growth in the, in the industry digitalization markets. Um, so learning ho- curve also for us. Exactly, and mm-hmm. hopefully we can show more and more real cases uh, as, as we go along. Yeah. Uh, that we're just on the verge of starting to, to build up uh, a momentum and s- um, among several mobile operators. Uh, uh, again, it's from small numbers and we have a lot of focus in 5G on consumer services and on enhanced mobile broadband, but uh, but with these some pretty uh, uh, exciting things coming up here in the business-to-business market as well. Great. Mm? Lovely to have you here mm? in, the <laughs> in the podcast room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Ekstrand, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And for thank you everyone from, for listening and... See you next week, where we'll be on different planets, <laughs> Paul. In different, in parts different planets. Of the, yes, almost. Uh, different parts of the planets. But, uh, uh, Janine is going to Venus, and I'm going to Mars. Oh, <laughs> <is> that the case? <laughs> different part of the planet, at different least. Part, yeah. Different corners of the globe. <laughs> different different yeah, corners. Yeah. So let's hope we can produce something there. Let's, let's hope the technology works. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening.